Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Authentically You podcast. We're so happy to have you guys with us today. We just hope and pray that this podcast episode blesses you and wherever you are with your walk with Christ. And our whole goal for this podcast and this season is that as we are authentic and vulnerable and sharing our experiences in different seasons of our lives with each other, that we would grow closer to God and just we can proclaim everything uh, good that he's done in our lives and all of the difficult seasons that we go through and just being authentic with you guys. So without further ado, let's just jump right into today's episode. All right, everyone. Welcome to the Authentically You podcast. It's Gabby here today. Um, I'm actually alone, and if you listened to last week's episode, you heard Madison's story, and this podcast episode will be my story. Um, I'm a little bit nervous, I'm not going to lie, because there's a lot for me to go into, and there's still a lot of hurt. You know, and I think that's something that was pretty similar between Madison and I's. Um, But I do just want to give all of you a trigger warning. And I just want to say that if you're not comfortable with hearing mentions of sexual harassment, um, then I I would not listen to this episode further. Um, I would wait until I'm in a good place with myself and what happened or maybe just whenever you're ready to listen to this episode, but, um, if you struggle with anything like that, I don't recommend listening to this particular episode. Um, and with that being said, I'm kind of just gonna jump right in. Um, I'm really nervous to do this podcast because it's kind of, it, it, it's still really hurtful to me and it still really affects me and as much as I've prayed for healing over it I know I've gotten some but you know it's not it's not completely healed not at all um and a lot of the times that I think about that it makes me angry with God and I think that's why I'm kind of I feel a little bit reserved about it because I feel like I shouldn't be angry but I am And if I think about what happened to me in certain ways, it makes that anger grow. So I'm going to, I don't know, I'm going to try really hard um, today. But I'm going to start off with the one that I experienced all alone. And for any of you girls with boyfriends out there, or maybe... I don't know, just, like, if you think about your future with anyone, please recognize that the fact that, actually, and this goes for men, too, okay, please recognize the fact that being with someone is not consent. Being with someone, dating someone, talking to someone, that's not, that's not consent. Um, I had been dating a boy for a while, and if you listened to my relationship episode, you probably heard me talk about him and our story a little bit, um, but there's one thing in particular that I left out of that, and I didn't expect to be talking about this again, um, and that's kind of why I left it out, but I do feel like Madison and I have an important story about this, and 
so I feel like it's really important to share and it's really important to show that other people who you know have a relationship with God have experienced things like this and I think it's really important to bring to light that just because you have a relationship with God doesn't mean the people around you will and I I didn't know much whenever I started dating this guy as far as spirituality like I really didn't have like I had morals but I didn't have any of like the oh you know like I shouldn't I shouldn't be doing this because this and like I didn't see that I should say I didn't see the big deal about certain things and um a lot of stuff I was very passive with I let the guy I was dating get away with a lot and I shouldn't have um and that's mainly because I didn't I think my mind kind of just blinded me from what was happening to me and it sucks and that hurts that my mind would be so off put by what's happening to me that it would protect me about something that I well to the point that I didn't recognize what was happening to me um this person in particular I want to say I don't want to say had no boundaries but like that's kind of exactly what it is but I don't really want to bad mouth bad mouth them excuse me I don't want to bad mouth them and that kind of makes this a little bit difficult because I feel like there's no way to tell this story without bad mouth. I really can't say that word today. Without bad mouthing them. Um, so keep in mind that I don't hate this person. And I'm not saying this because of like I want to ruin his life or whatever. I I'm saying this because I want other people to hear it. I want other people to understand that they're not alone. Um, so I was dating this guy. Sorry, I keep on starting over. I was dating this guy. And the boundaries... I wasn't... I had boundaries. But my issue was that I wasn't verbal with my boundaries because I was too scared to lose him than to put my foot down. And eventually that really put me in a bad place and I guess you could say it was partially my fault for never putting my boundary down but then again I also have to keep in mind that some boundaries don't need to be put in place they should automatically be respected um he just I wanted him so bad that I was willing to be passive about everything and looking back not my best decision not my best decision but it happened and because of that there were lots of instances where I'd be out in public with him and like he would slap my butt like literally just whatever like he couldn't really keep his hands to himself at certain times And it made me really uncomfortable, but 
I didn't know how to say that. I could not communicate that. And there was only one instance where I definitely could communicate that I wasn't okay. And I think what still hurts me about this particular incident that I'm about to talk about is the fact that I did speak up for myself. I did not give consent and he continued. And looking back on it, that's not at all how relationships are supposed to be. Um, But we didn't have a relationship with God in the center. And that's mainly because I didn't know God at the time. I really didn't. I knew that there was a God, but I didn't recognize the importance of having a relationship with him. And so one night, my friend, she lives out in the country and she had a bonfire. And a lot of us at the time had been dating someone. And whenever I went, it was mostly just the couples. There was only, like, two girls there, I think, that, like, didn't have boyfriends or didn't have anyone. Um, and so, you know, we were all sitting around the fire, and I noticed that all the girlfriends were just sitting in their boyfriend's laps. And I, like, I didn't think much of it at the time. Like, I was just like, okay, cool, whatever, right? And then my boyfriend at the time asked me to sit in his lap, and I was a little bit uncomfortable because I was raised in a Portuguese family and I was taught like displays of affection like that really should be private and I was so consumed with the fact that I didn't want him to get upset with me and that I didn't want to disappoint him that I just I just did it right and another point in this story is going to be don't let the fear of what other people will think of you for not doing something that they're doing stop you from not doing it because then you're like there's potential there to put yourself in really uncomfortable situations and I get that feeling and I get the feeling and it's really hard to put that boundary down but it's so important like it's it's crazy important um but moving on with the story I sat in his lap and like it was it was fine everything was fine we did have a blanket because it was cold and like I get cold fast so I like obviously I was gonna have a blanket but um he tried well I shouldn't say tried he did he touched me where he shouldn't have and I told him no I looked into his eyes and I said no and then like he moved his hand away and then I was like okay like he respected my boundary good and then he did it again and I looked at him again and I was like no and like I kind of said it in a whisper because I didn't really want to attract any attention um and I don't know it He kept his hand on my thigh and then I just, I grabbed my phone and I texted my dad and I was like, hey dad, I'm not feeling too good. I want to go home. It was, dad, I hope you're not listening to this, but it was a complete lie. I was feeling perfectly fine besides the fact that I was just overly uncomfortable and was ready to go home. Um, and I, I recognized that it was wrong. But 
I forgave him without him even giving me an apology. And it seems really weird to me now when I think about it because he didn't apologize and I just automatically gave him that forgiveness. And I wonder now why I thought it was okay. And maybe it's because of, I don't think I've shared my testimony on here, like my complete testimony yet. But I have had a past with, or I should say my family has a past of bad relationships. So I never really had like a model relationship in my life to kind of look up to. Maybe except for like one person in my family. But other than that, like I never, I never got that. So I didn't know that, you know, like within a relationship, like people are going to mess up, but they do have to apologize. Like you can't just instantly give them forgiveness. And my issue was that I just instantly gave forgiveness and I shouldn't have. And I recognize that now, but I didn't recognize that at the time. Um, and whenever I was first kind of introduced to the Christian church, that's whenever I was doing a lot of praying about like healing. And like, I still, I still do pray for healing over it because obviously it hasn't gone away since I'm doing this episode, but I I was doing a lot of prayers of healing and I got upset with God, not because I expected everything to be okay within, you know, like a few short seconds, but because it happened to me in the first place, because I was so blinded that I didn't even recognize how wrong it was. And just how much I shouldn't forgive him until after it was too late. And that really had an impact on my relationship with God because I felt like, I almost felt betrayed because at this time, at the time that I was with him, I was kind of like, Madison was introducing me to like the Christian stuff and like kind of getting me to like, I don't know, join Christian clubs at school. So like I was I was really, like, looking to figures who have a relationship with God. And I wanted that. And, you know, um, I don't know. It just, I don't know how to explain it, if I'm being completely honest to you guys. Um, But it really, really hurt my relationship with God because I felt almost betrayed that he could let something like that happen to me. Um, and now that I look back on it, um, I do know that the enemy's influence in this world has a lot, I don't want to say a lot of power, because it really doesn't have a lot of power, but whenever you surround yourself with people who are consumed by the enemy, a lot of times it seems like, you know, you kind of, well, I shouldn't say you, but I kind of forgot that the enemy's presence can be as real in someone as it is in someone who has a presence of God. And it sounds really weird, but it's true. People who have 
sometimes unknowingly um, allowed the enemy into their lives and allowed the enemy control. When you surround yourself with them, there's a lot that can happen. And there's only so much protection that can cover you whenever you're around people like that. Especially whenever you have a relationship with God because, and I understand that, you know, as Christians we're called, we are called to help those people and don't give up on helping those people, but make sure you don't get in a relationship with that person, I want to say, because it can hurt. It can really, really hurt um, because you'll be blinded. You will be completely and utterly blinded and I know that I sound like I'm rambling right now and that's because you know like I'm just it's really hard to collect my thoughts still about what happened to me um and it's really difficult for me to put everything together in one complete piece because it feels like I'm still not a complete piece after it happened it feels like a part of me was kind of ripped away and I think that's another thing that kind of affects me with God is, you know, like, why why won't you give me that peace back? Why won't you give me that peace in myself, that happiness, that joy, like, that innocence before it happened? Why won't you give me that back? And it it hurt me for a really long time until I realized that, you know, like, I have to keep praying. Things cannot... Well, things can. But... <laughs> I want to say, like, nine times out of ten, things don't change for you overnight. Healing doesn't happen overnight. And as much as I love it would, I would love it if it would, but it doesn't. And it sucks. And it hurts. And I wish that, you know, I could get healing overnight, but I know that I can't. I know that I can't because I know that it's too big. I know that I let it have power over me for too long and that it's too big and that I just I need to pray over it more I need to have more people pray with me over it um and it's really unfortunate that that's what happened but um I also think in a way that it's made my relationship with God stronger because like I need that healing and I know now that God's the only one who can give me that healing he's the only one who can give me that peace So I know that in furthering my relationship with God, I'm also furthering my chances of healing from this stuff. Okay, enough. Enough about that one. This one still affects me to this day. And yes, my first occurrence with this stuff hurt but this felt like pure agony to me and I hadn't realized what it was at the time so I was very passive of it and it wasn't until about a year later um whenever Madison and I were talking one day that she told me like no like what happened to us it it was sexual harassment and I 
don't think it registered in my brain up until that point that I was completely sexually harassed by someone who I thought was a friend, someone who I felt like I could trust, and I think that's what hurts me most of all about this is because I I thought I was making a friend, and I didn't realize that what I was really making was just years worth of pain. Um, it's still really difficult for me to open up about this, um, because I don't, I don't know where he is. I don't know where he is. He could be in my hometown and I not even know it. So it's really scary for me to sit here and talk about it and not know how close he is to my life. And there was a lot that happened and a lot that I couldn't protect myself from. And I blamed myself a lot for not being able to protect myself. And now I realize that there was no way for me to protect myself. <sighs> I'm sorry. Um, there was really no way for me to protect myself from this. And I, I'm so grateful I had Madison, honestly, because without Maddie, I don't know where I would be right now. Um, but this, and you kind of heard Madison's, if you listened to the last episode, you heard Madison's piece on this already. And my piece is pretty similar, just ten times worse. Because unlike Madison, I could not get away from him. And I, I wish I could have, but I couldn't. And, um, so this happened in my sophomore year in my chemistry class. And it's really weird for me to say that. Like, it happened at school. You know, and, like, I, I always felt like school was a safe place. You know, like, school was the place where nothing could harm me and nothing from the outside world could get to me. And school just apparently came with its own set of problems and my sophomore year in chemistry there was a kid he was a senior and he was on the football team and one day I decided you wouldn't know what hey I want to do secret angel and secret angel at my school was this little thing where girls would make posters and little goodie bags for a guy on the football team sometimes multiple guys depending on if no one like drew their name or anything and at the football game, we'd give their poster to them, we'd take a picture, we'd leave the goodie bag on their desk their first period, you know, and it was a really cool thing, it was like a, it was a really cool community thing, and I was like, you want to know what, like, I want to try it, my sister at the time had a boyfriend on the football team, so she was doing it, and I was like, oh, I want to do it too, and the girl who was running it handed me the list of names, and I was like, okay, like, I literally know no one on here, and then kind of went down the list and then I was like oh like I recognize his name he's in chemistry with me and so I was like okay I'm just I'm gonna do his uh little did I know that that would open up 
a door for him to be friends with me or what I thought at the time was friends and so I think it was like the Monday after I had done his poster and gave it to him at the football game he decided to come sit next to me in chemistry and I was like oh cool like he's sitting next to Madison and I cool we're making a new friend like a new senior friend awesome um and for a while it was okay like he was kind of weird um he'd say some weird stuff he'd say some some like really concerning stuff but we were just like okay like we don't know if he's over exaggerating or not let's just move on with our day and eventually it got weird and I didn't I didn't really recognize just how bad it was and I think this too was just my mind kind of blinding me to try to protect my innocence um and that's just something that naturally happens with me and it sucks because it's it's just like it's a trauma response from when I was younger because my thing is automatically rationalize whatever someone does to me I rationalize it immediately I don't wait for an apology I just I straight go into oh well maybe they only did it because of this right like immediately that's like my first thought and I very quickly learned that that could be a really dangerous mindset. Well, I quickly learned that after a whole year of not knowing what happened to me. But anyways, um, he was very touchy with Madison and I. Um, He'd put his hand on our thighs or like he'd play with our hair, like whatever. And... You know, like, if we were wearing, like, ripped jeans, he would, like, play with, like, the strip, like, the little, like, strings on our jeans and stuff. And I didn't really recognize just how bad it was. And that sounds so terrible to say, but it's the truth. It's the truth. I could not recognize just how bad that was. And so, eventually it got worse. You know, like, he, like, would sit there, like, pretty much the whole period just like trying to touch us in some way you know like and it became almost obsessive and possessive it was looking back on it it's really really weird and you know like Madison and I were just we were so uncomfortable and Madison luckily had the guts to go up to our teacher at the time and I love this teacher and I don't blame her for anything that happened and I'm never gonna say that she was at fault for what happened in this classroom because she's a sweet lady and I know I know now that all I had to do was speak up but at the time I was too afraid to but anyways Madison was able to get away she was able to move seats and everything but unfortunately that left the opportunity for him to sit closer to me and I had no one around to act as a buffer. Um, and I think I'm so... There was a... I'm so angry about what happened because Maddie was able to get away. Maddie had the guts to say something. And I was so scared and so, like... I don't know, I felt so helpless that I felt like I couldn't get away. Um, 
and it really sucks because at the time that this was happening I was at like my lowest weight I was like 120 pounds I barely had any muscle like most of it was just leg muscle because of running and softball and (laughs) he was on the football team like easily 300 pounds like six foot like three I'm only five foot four (laughs) I'm sorry I don't even know why I'm laughing honestly um I think it's just because it sounds so ridiculous to me right now and he was the starting defensive linebacker for our football team how can five foot four 120 pound Gabby go up against 300 pounds six foot something this guy like there was there was no way that I'd be able to even fight and that proved itself to be insanely insanely true um one day um my teacher was very nice to her as far as I know honors chemistry class And I believe it was only our class, but she would allow us to go up during tests to her desk um, in order to get help. And unfortunately, that sometimes would leave, like, crowds of students around her desk. So she was kind of blocked off from the rest of the classroom. And I remember that, like, it was Maddie's turn, and I was just sitting doing my test, and, like, this kid walked up to me. And he put his hand, like, on my neck and then just started choking me. And you know how, like, whenever someone's choking you, typically you're, like, not actually choking, but, like, you know, like, you're kind of being choked, but it's not, like, full out. Like, you can still be, like, stop, you're choking me. Like, you can still, like, get air out. I couldn't. At all. I couldn't get a single word out. I could barely, like, I was so focused on trying to get his hand away from my neck that I couldn't even think to like make a loud noise or anything and like you know eventually like Maddie was on her way back at this point and uh like she started like hitting his hand trying to get him to stop and like no one could see that this was happening and it's insane to me because in a room full of people in a room full of people nobody could see that this was happening and eventually he let go and I was like super freaked out my voice was, like, really, really, really hoarse. Um, my throat felt impossibly dry. Uh, my face was completely, completely red. And, like, he, he just he choked me out randomly. Randomly just came up and choked me. And for the longest time, I was so, so uncomfortable with wearing any necklaces that were too tight around my neck, wearing any shirts that were too tight around my neck, even just having people's, like, hands near my neck freaked me out so bad because I was so scared that someone else was going to do it again because I had finally felt the feeling what it felt like to be so hopeless under someone's touch and so powerless that, like, you can't even help yourself. And it was so scary and I didn't want it to happen again and it seems crazy to me now because it's like wow like for the longest time like I couldn't even stand people putting their hands on my shoulders like I'd like I'd flinch 
and it's crazy because I never thought something like that could happen to me and you know it's like you hear stories right of things happening to other people and like you just you don't think they'll happen to you until it actually does and unfortunately that led me to a lot of distrust around people um especially men who were bigger than me um and for the longest time like and they like I don't know after like it just it hurt to talk after he did it like it was just it was really a scary experience um and it really affected me as you can tell and I don't even know how to explain sometimes just how bad it still hurts and just how sad and upset it makes me that it it could happen to me um and with both of these stories came a lot of issues about myself my self-esteem is crazy low to this day I haven't worn a skirt since like the end of my sophomore year I haven't I haven't worn a skirt I can't bring myself to do it and I know that that just gives power and control to these boys over my life and but it's just it's something that I can't bring myself to do um I think I have a black skirt a black jean skirt and the last time I wore it was, I think, at the very end of my sophomore year, and I have a picture of me in it, and it's, like, a picture of me and all the girls, and I haven't, I've worn the skirt once since then, and I couldn't wear it without tights. I was so freaked out that I couldn't wear it without tights, and it's a jean skirt, so it looks really weird with pantyhose, but I just, I couldn't bring myself to do it, and I only did it because I was alone with Madison and Madison's mom. So I wasn't scared because it was like, okay, it's just, it's just two girls. Like, it's just, it's just girls. Like, I'll, I'll be fine. And then, like, it was super senior picture. So it was like, I get to change into jeans. Like, after, like, 45 minutes of taking pictures, like, I'll, I'll be fine. Um, and, you know, like, <laughs> senior pictures, that was over a year ago now. Over a year ago now, well, did I take my senior pictures? So, I still haven't worn a skirt just out and about because I'm so scared that someone will look at my body and I don't know. I guess feel or want to like just do the same things that they did, and that it scares me. Um, and I'm really. I feel called now to take that control back because I've given a lot of control to these boys without meaning to and I feel the need to take that control back so my goal is to start wearing skirts again by at least summer of next year 
and it sounds like an impossible goal to me and it's really weird because it's just like it's just clothes it's just clothes it's just a skirt but to me it's so much more because of the things that have happened and I know that there's a possibility that it will happen again and so my message to everyone today is please understand that if you're not comfortable with someone thing you don't have to make yourself comfortable do not push yourself to forgive and forget do not push yourself to just be like it's fine like don't Tell yourself it's fine if it's not. Don't tell yourself it's fine if it's not. Because that'll lead you to so much hurt. And I promise you that yes, God's grace will cover you. And yes, over time he will provide healing for you. But you you don't have to put yourself in that situation. If you don't want to, don't put yourself in that situation. It's okay to stand up for yourself. And it's okay to understand and say that something is wrong. That's really all I have for you guys today. And I just want you guys to remember that being with someone isn't consent. Being friends with someone isn't consent. And just really don't accept things that are unacceptable you are able to stick up for yourself you are able to take that power back and so with that being said i pray over all of you who have experienced this that god will provide healing for you that you will just you'll feel his grace and his peace and like you'll just you'll feel it wash over you i pray that over you And for those of you who haven't experienced this, I pray that you're understanding to people who have. I pray that you're able to sit there and pray with them. And I pray that even if they don't want you to pray for them, that you will. That you'll go home and in your private time, you will pray for their healing. In Jesus' name, I pray that over you guys. Thank you for listening to me. Um... Next week is Thanksgiving, so Madison and I will be on here together, talking together again, and I'm really excited for that episode, so be sure to check it out. I really appreciate you guys, and I'm, I just pray that God provides peace over your lives. Bye, y'all. I pray for you to show-